This is in oh. the air to right field. Back it goes. Nando has done it again. Fernando Tatis Jr., a grand slam. Myers drives one out towards deep left center field. Back goes Heinemann at the wall. It's gone. Another grand slam for the Padres. Machado to deep left field. It is high, deep, and it is a grand slam to walk it off. Manny Machado is tonight's Padres hero. In the air to right field, towards the corner, it's back, it's gone. Welcome to Slam Diego. What is going on, Friar Faithful? Another Thursday right back at you with a pretty quiet offseason, of course, but we have to remember when it came to last season, having to rush into everything and stuff because of potentially not having a season and then just everything happening at once with the whole lockout and everything. And, you know, it was rapid fire. So now we're back to a hopefully normal off season where it is a little bit of slow kind of pace and slow signings, not anything big. You know, you hear on the rumors and everything. And in fact, when it comes down to the rumors, you're hearing about the San Diego Padres being linked to multiple assets that are big stars in the free agency market. What else is new? Right? Uh, we can't underestimate anything that AJ Preller and this team can do. We got an owner that is not afraid to spend money. And a question is now, how is that going to look and translate going into 2023? This team already is going to look different with Tatis Jr. coming back in late April, most likely, unless something happens yet again. And with the returns of Nick Martinez and Robert Suarez already, it's looking pretty good. However, the Padres want to try and add more superstar power that they can try and bolster their offense, bolster their team. Am I against it? No, I'm not. But is it a top priority to get some of these guys that we're going to be talking about today? A little bit. Hear me out. I think we all understand that we need to start in pitching for sure. And now questions are looming up in the air. What's going to be the back end of the rotation? We have a very good front end. That questions are, is you Darvish going to get extended? Is Blake Snell going to be a Padre for much longer as well? But right now, going into this upcoming season, it's looking very good. However, the four and the five is pretty weak. But Nick Martinez is back. He's going to have a chance now with a year again under his belt after missing five or so years in the majors to really establish himself like he did going into the bullpen. There's that. First base, definitely a hole right there. We obviously have two free agents that we should look to bring back. And I will go over this more with one of the players, but Josh Bell and Brandon Drury. Drury is more of a utility guy in which he can play at a lot of versatility. Josh Bell, I know, struggled, but there's a hole there. And with Jose Abreu no longer being an option, maybe Josh Bell is the answer. And then when it comes to the outfield, left field and even center field, despite Trent Grisham's defensive heroics, there are weaknesses there. So with the Padres... The interesting rumors that we're hearing about right now is Xander Bogarts, one of the star, one of the three star shortstops right now on the market, going out there, trying to 
see what's up and see what other teams could offer and something because right now Bogarts and the Boston Red Sox are at a complete stalemate. And with that being said, I think Bogarts is open to going anywhere and listening anywhere. And rightfully so, rightfully so. I think Bogarts will most likely move. However, when it comes down to it, will Bogarts stay at shortstop or is he going to transition over? I'm only saying this because of the fact that the Padres have already tried going with Bogarts and his agent, Scott Boris and go figure it's Scott Boris, but talking about potentially going to first base or second base now. All right, let's not try and fill our first base void by putting a, sh- a shortstop who's played over a thousand, a thousand one hundred games there. That's silly. However, if you had to transition over to second base, I can live with that because you can put Cronenworth at first base. You can slot Tatis back at shortstop where he, I think, belongs. That was the reason why Manny Machado, one of the many reasons why Manny Machado signed here. And Tatis, listen, most of the game, whether you're hitting, fielding, pitching, it's mental. Tatis gets a little bit of confidence back. Gets back into his rhythm. I understand even the injury concerns as well. But if you want, let's let's argue any position you can really get hurt. You really can. Especially if he's in right field, let's say, Fernando. That the, the ball has much of a different angle to it. It, it has a much different sharp uh, liner to it and everything like that. So right field is much tougher than if he was in left field. So I think that is also a, an argument right there. I think Tatis belongs at short. I really do. I'm confident to say that. I'm still confident to say he's our shortstop. We were all drooling over the fact that we finally found our future shortstop of the franchise because we've struggled so much with getting a guy like Tatis. Why move him from that position? Why have him lose confidence even more when he has to start the season elsewhere? I think he's got to really work his way back in. It's got to be a tough lesson no matter what. Why not go in the position that he's played in most of his life and career? For real. As for Bogarts, he could slot over maybe to second base. It's not the hardest position to learn at all. He's a shortstop and third baseman technically, yes. But when it comes to Bogarts, I've been hearing some things here. And it's interesting, but I, I'm not going to agree with it uh, for one reason. People believe, Padre fans, you guys believe, if we get Xander Bogarts, he is our potential third base future option if Manny Machado decides to opt out and go elsewhere due to the fact that the market is really increasing in revenue and everything we're seeing these contracts it's not like Bryce Harper's anymore it's not like Manny Machado's anymore these guys are making bank we're going to be seeing what Aaron Judge makes we saw what Corey Seager just made in Texas so it's within the amount of years too so the AVB is going up and with that I'm going to disagree. Manny Machado has a opt-out player option going into 2023 after that season going into 2024. So after next year, Machado has a player option. I personally think he's going to opt in. I do. I'm not really even scared to say that or like scared to think about it because look, money talks, yes. But the fact that you, he's already set for life and beyond and the fact that he loves the city, he's voiced that about it so much. He trusts what AJ Preller and this franchise is doing since day one. And now that we're really a contending franchise with just a few pieces minimal, 
left to seriously win a World Series and just contend straight up and be the best team in the league, I don't think he's opting out. I truly don't. I, I don't see it at all. I can see Bogarts coming in and being a second baseman because of the fact that now Abreu especially is gone. You can't get a power slugger at first, so why not try and get a guy who can hit a lot of doubles, slug a good amount, and Bogarts, put him at second, put Cronenworth at first, or, hear me out, because Cronenworth is versatile, he is, he could be our emergency catcher for all that we know, you could put Cronenworth in left in the meantime, and if you re-sign Josh Bell, or if you get back Brandon Drury, you could put him there, you could play around with the designated hitter assignment as well, but yeah, it's a lot you can do. Is it too much? Yes, but you rather have more than just the right amount. You really would. Just like pitching, you can never have enough pitching. Look what happened in 2021 come September for this team. It was awful. We learned that the hard way. In 2022, by the time we reached the Phillies, we had to have Mike Clevenger not recording out. I mean, it was all said and done right there. That's the one thing that fears me. I like the Xander Bogarts talk. I think we all would because it's a, it's Xander Bogarts. But when it comes down to it overall, we need back-end pitching right now. And even if it's not back-end, what if it's another star? You need to get outfield help, whether it's left field or center field. The infield's already pretty much clogged up. And I think they get an A-plus this team if they re-sign Josh Bell and or Brandon Drury now, the fact that Abreu is in Houston, in which, all right, cool, three years, 58 and a half million or so, so pretty big contract, maybe Josh Bell is another year extra, maybe a little bit less per year, who knows, and I understand Josh Bell has struggled, he has, but I think he would be great back in a Padres uniform, but to conclude here with my Xander Bogart stake, don't get me wrong, it would be pretty, pretty cool to have him. But just, if you got to really think about where to put him, it's kind of like going back to really early on into this season with the whole Jose Ramirez rumors. It was just right before he signed the contract extension. It was all about where you're going to put him. Oh, you could do this and shift this guy over. If you really got to just play around with it too much, I'm not a big fan of that. And with the way our infield is and Tatis coming back, I know it's not guaranteed he's going to stay on the field, but we got to really put faith in him and the team. I just, it's not a big necessity here. Now, Xander Bogarts does have some interesting stats. Like I said, he's a doubles machine. He's a slugging machine overall. Uh, his max exit velo is top 10% in the league and top 5% in the league for three years of the 10 he's played. This is only going back to 2015 on Baseball Savant. So he can hit. He can mash the baseball. His defensive mechanics are not the greatest at times. But then again, he's still a very reliable shortstop. Uh, he can walk a little bit here and there. He does get on base. You know, He's not a big strikeout guy at all when it comes to just like being Joey Gallo. He's not. He can just hit the baseball. He's very close to getting 200 hits multiple times in his career. So yeah, for a righty. He can hit, and imagine what he can do not only with the Green Monster and Fenway, what he can do with the gaps in Pecco and everything like that. It would be really cool to have him. Let's say we did have him. I'm trying to think right now, quickly off the top of my head, what if he put in Tatis first, 
Bogart's second, Soto third, Manny fourth. You can play around with that a little bit. And then you re-sign a couple other guys. It's it's pretty lethal. It's pretty lethal, uh, I got to say. So when it comes down to it, Bogarts would be a fantastic option. It would, but it's not a number one option. It's really not. It's the back-end pitching. I'm telling you, man. I understand looking at a four-time All-Star, a two-time World Series championship pedigree under his name, a five-time Silver Slugger. Bogarts is that name. And now Juan Soto trying to recruit him, that gives you hope that Soto wants to stay as well. But... How much money is Seeler going to want to spend here if he gets Bogarts for X amount of dollars and now Soto's going to want X amount of dollars and Darvish is going to want this much money and you got to you gotta think about the future. You do. If the infield is already set, I say don't play with it anymore. You've got to look at the other spots that need filling. That's it. That's it. So Xander Bogarts... You would be awesome in the Padres brown and gold. We would cheer you on all day, all week. But at the same time, if we get you great, if we don't, I think we're going to be okay. As long as the team uh, a little bit far up north of, uh, you know, doesn't get him in the LA Dodgers. So, <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. But anyway, now shifting on over to Mike Clevenger. Mike Clevenger reportedly has signed a deal with the Chicago White Sox. So he is out of the picture. I think we all expected this. Um, really, at the end of the day, who who expected Mike Clevenger back in a Padres uniform? I wouldn't say I did at all. So Mike Clevenger goes to Chicago. I believe it's a one-year deal. Big whoop. We're not really going to be talking about the White Sox all day. However, that does lose an arm in the Padres rotation officially now that not only did he elect free agency, but he signed with another team. Uh, With that being said, we finally get back Nick Martinez. So there is that. And with Clevenger, it was just one of the worst rare losing trades that AJ Preller had. I mean, you could argue the only good thing that happened there was getting rid of Austin Hedges, but like. We got rid of Cal Quattro, who I was a huge fan of, and he's been doing really well out in Cleveland because we know what they can do with their pitching. And it just sucked. I I was scared going into it, too, because you never want to get a guy that is injury-prone like that, especially a pitcher, man. He he just, Clevengers didn't have it in a Padres uniform overall, not just talking about the NLCS. He was just hurt. Last year, we had to wait, and then Tommy John happened. He lost velocity on everything. I mean, back in 2019, a couple years back, he was throwing 96 on his fastball. Going into this season, it was at 92. So he's kind of just lost his oomph, you know? And if he throws any harder, he's risking more injury on his elbow, etc. It's just, it wasn't it. His changeup in 2019, he was throwing at 90 miles per hour. Now he was throwing it just four miles per hour down at 86 around. So uh, his cutter... And two years ago was 89 miles an hour. And now it's at 85, 84. Just wasn't it with the velocity and stuff. He was just becoming a hittable pitcher. And I'm not saying that he was doing that because he wasn't throwing hard. I think you guys know me by now. If you don't, I'm not a big advocate of guys that throw hard. Just because you throw gas doesn't mean it's accurate. These hitters are the best hitters in the league. They can catch up to absolutely anything. But Clevenger lost 
everything. He was known for that signature slider he had. It just wasn't it this year anymore either. It just, it was just not, it was just not it with Clevenger. So that was unfortunate. I wish him nothing but the best of luck. But at the same time, I think it was good that we moved on. Don't be surprised if Shamanai is in a Kansas City Royal uniform next week or so. I think he's going to be gone as well. Padres getting back Nick Martinez. We got to see how he does. But of course, he's not going to be guaranteed that four or five spot. He might have to go back to the bullpen if struggles like in last season continue. And that'll be fine. There's no wrong to that. But the starting rotation, think about it. We shouldn't freak out in the beginning of the season, right? Because the three guys that are in the top of the rotation in Darvish, Snell, Musgrove were all traded for because teams didn't want to extend them big dollars. So AJ Preller might be working his magic to get this going again because Mike Clevenger and Sean Manaya, they were traded for. So why not the four and five also be like that if they can't get a top prospect? I like Adrian Morahone possibly as an option, but I think he's a longevity bullpen piece for sure maybe a starter but he's never pitched more than I believe 36 innings in the majors he's had injuries too in the past you don't really want to ruin a crafty lefty like that you do not so Mike Clevenger is gone Nick Martinez is basically going to be slotting in for that unless we get like a Carlos Rodon and then next thing you know everything just shifts but we'll have to wait and see don't don't count the Padres out so despite me emphasizing Rodon like that, thinking it's impossible, I'm not counting that out one bit because, like, dude, he would be our ace and then Darvish would be the two and then you just shift every guy over. That's pretty lethal right there. So I actually want to go back to Nick Martinez for a hot second. He re-signed with us, which was great. Uh, I'm really glad we brought him and Suarez back so far. Really the only things that's been happening besides Clevenger going to Chicago and with Nick Martinez back, he's looking hyped. He's very excited. He wants to get in that starting role with a year under his belt. Here is what he had to say in an interview on his return to the San Diego Padres. Camaraderie, it was such a fun season, man. Uh, we meshed together so well. And with a lot of the, you know, the core guys coming back, um, it, it, it felt like, you know, like home coming, coming playing with those guys and, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, we, we've lost some guys and that's, that's part of the business. A lot of, you know, some of those guys be missed, but, uh, for the most part, we got a lot of guys that, that mesh well together. And, um, that was the biggest thing. And, and then, um, you know, obviously playing in San Diego and the fans have been so good to me, um, you know, uh, the, throughout the whole season. And, um, it just, they, they made it feel very special. And, uh, I, I just felt like, uh, I wanted to, you know, I want this, I want, I want that feeling to keep on going, you know? Uh, that I can, you know, go out for, for a full season and, and um, kind of uh, let loose of the reins and, and show that I can um, carry that workload and, um, you know, prove to be, a, a, you know, wherever the, that, that starter lies, three, four, five or whatever. So that was Nick Martinez on his extension. He's very excited, of course, to be back. And I think we're excited to have him back for sure. I mean, the guy was an animal. Of course, we know what he did in the bullpen, how he's been our savior in the bullpen because we didn't have Nabil Krismak going into the postseason. He was basically like the innings leader uh, with the lethal change up to both of them and everything. More about movement rather than speed on their pitches and everything. Uh, so it's great. I mean, every time there's a big double play or a big out, Nick Martinez screams. 
Uh, I like to call Nick Martinez airbender because everyone thinks it's Devin Williams, but hey, Nick Martinez has won the nastiest changeups as well. Thanks to probably Ruben Niebla and the whole franchise for helping him get back and stay in the league for the long haul. So got to give a huge shout out. I doubt you're listening, but it would be really cool. Nick, if you're listening, uh, big shout out to you, man. Coming back into the majors after five years going overseas and getting that kind of contract that you got a lot of benefits to it, depending on certain things, especially like certain outs. Really cool stuff to see. I have to say. So Mike, uh, Mike Clevenger gone, Nick Martinez in It's great stuff to see. Let's hope he can keep up that starting position role. And if not, not to worry, he's going to manage that bullpen like bread and butter. Last but not least, what I want to talk about on this segment of the show before going into hopefully like breaking news and not having to do every single Thursday and stuff. And hopefully we kind of get something going, but right now it's not looking like the case is Josh Bell. I wanted to finally finish up on this and talk about JB because listen, listen, I understand he struggled big time. He did walk a lot with us, but he batted under 200 with San Diego. Yes, he did. He was not good at all, except for when it came to the postseason. Came up big off Max Scherzer right away with a two-run homer. Came up big in the NLCS making us only down 4-2 to two after Drury and Josh Bell went back-to-back. Back. Bell looked like he finally started to get into the swing of things. He really did. And I was a huge fan of that. I like Josh Bell. He was in MVP consideration just a couple years ago with the Pirates because how well he was doing and how hot of a half he had. Josh Bell is a pure hitter. I say this for everything, whether it's a late free agency signing, a late trade. Listen, we gave Soto this kind of cushion despite booing him. We kind of give him time to figure it out. Why can't we give Josh Bell time to figure it out? These guys have families to worry about. They got to move, pack their bags, find a new place, whole new city, whole new team, whole new environment, whole new players. You get the gist. Give them time. If we re-sign Josh Bill, give him all through 2023 to figure it out. I'm sure he will. He is a good hitter. He walks. He's very disciplined. And he's not too disciplined where he's afraid to swing the bat. He likes to swing. The power will get to him. He hits a lot of doubles. He can hit for homers. It's not all we need him for. He's going to be a big guy that can go into that 5-6 slot in the lineup. And just bring guys home. I'm telling you. Now that we lost out on a Jose Abreu. There's not much out there. I was not a fan of bringing back Anthony Rizzo. I'm not a big Anthony Rizzo guy. Uh, he's not the same hitter like he was with Chicago. Despite hitting for homers in a minor league stadium. That you like to call Yankee Stadium. So there's that. There's my point on that. If you guys are wondering about Anthony Rizzo. Uh, re-signing with the Yankees. So. The Padres first base is thin. You got to go out there and get him. Because what are we going to do? Get Brandon Belt? Like, come on. You can't. And don't sell me out. I'm sorry. I love Hassan Kim. I do. But he's defensively a stud. Offensively, he doesn't show me enough. He came up big in the playoffs. Yes, he did. But he's not a consistent hitter where, yes, he improved. But he's still got to show me something. If he gets the playing time, great. 
by all means, but I'm not convinced. I've seen some of this where you guys are saying Kim at second, Cronenworth at first, Tatis at shortstop, and then Manny at third. I don't like that. It doesn't show enough power to me in the infield. You can't have that. Kim can come up clutch sometimes, but I think you have to also have a bench piece, and I think Kim would accept his role. I really do. Four years, $28 million, going into, what, year three now? It's really not that bad of a contract. I think it would be great for the depth on this team. And you need a guy that can slug, whether it's Bogarts at second and Cronenworth to first, or Cronenworth at second and Josh Bell at first, because that right side of the infield can't be weak to where that left side of the infield in Tatis or Bogarts with Manny Machado are smashing dingers and doing everything they can to bring in runs. That can't be the case. You can't have it so lopsided. So that's my take, man. Josh Bell might be four years rather than three, like Abreu, like I said. But listen, in the long run, we got to fill up these holes. I think getting Josh Bell was kind of a blessing in disguise, and I don't think we should be able to lose that because we all thought we were just going to get Juan Soto for crying out loud. Josh Bell has voiced his opinion. He wanted to be on a contending franchise. This team clearly is that. JB also came up big multiple times in the playoffs. I love his swing. I would love a guy like him at first base. He's a big boy. He's got a big bat. Put him in the middle of that lineup and you won't regret it. I'm telling you right now. Everyone goes through their slumps. Juan Soto had to figure it out too in San Diego. We didn't really say anything. So keep that in mind. We have to understand not every guy's going to get hot at the same time. I think Josh Bell is the guy in the future. Try and convince me otherwise, but hey, that's that. So, guys, that's all we're talking about today. Let's hope for the best when it comes to free agency or any kind of big trade because we've already seen snapshots of AJ Pro on the phone, so that's pretty funny, uh, and everything like that. Make sure to check out the new uh, updated website. Still working on the domain status and all that, but the website is up and running. You can check that out on my Twitter and my link tree at Grand Slam Padres is the Twitter. Would really appreciate all the support, follow, everything like that. I just put out a Bogarts article as well, so not just discussing on this podcast, but also putting it out there to be readable. Quick read, hopefully a good one too. Anything to provide different kind of content for you guys, that's what's important here to me at the end of the day. So guys, Fire Faithful, let's calm down a minute. We can dream about Xander Bogarts. We can dream about bringing the guys we want back. But we just got to take it one day at a time. Despite losing a Brayu, let's keep the faith, baby. I'll see you guys next week.